Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython weekly meeting for April 15th, 2019. Uh, my name is Scott. I go by, go by Tan Newt online. Uh, I'm the project lead for CircuitPython. I'm paid by Adafruit to work full-time on the project. Um, and CircuitPython is a chance for people to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, CircuitPython's goal is to make it easy for people to program in uh, on hardware devices. Um, this is our weekly meeting. It happens at Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, or thereabouts. Um, everybody is welcome to join and either uh, participate or not participate. If you're uh, just listening in, uh, let us know you're lurking, uh, just like Jason P. has. Uh, we'll note it in the docs, and, and we'll uh, we'll just skip over you when we do our round robins. Uh, this meeting happens in five parts. We do uh, community news, uh, state of circuit Python, which I forgot to grab. Um, so if somebody could grab that, that would be awesome. Um, and then we do hug reports and status updates as round robins. So I'll start as an example, and then we'll uh, go through the list of folks who are not lurking in the voice chat. Um, and then lastly, we'll do In the Weeds, which is a general catch-all for uh, discussion topics that people have. Um, so if you have topics for that In the Weeds section anytime throughout the um, throughout the meeting, just uh, pop it in the text channel, so the CircuitPython text channel, and we'll add it, or just add it directly to the notes doc, uh, which we've shared out as well. Um, that's the meeting. It is being recorded, so be aware that if you're in the meeting, both in the text channel or the uh, in the voice channel, that we are recording it because we post it uh, to YouTube, which then gets pushed out to podcast services, and uh, I usually post it on Diode Zone as well. Um, and I think uh, I forgot to tell you how to do it. Um, the meeting is run through Discord, which is a chat room, chat program um and you can join our particular server with the url adafru.it slash discord uh so join us there uh we're in the text channel all week so um if you have questions that's where to find us uh thank you to whomever put the state of circuit python in i really appreciate it uh and with that uh we'll go to our first section uh community news all right thanks so much scott um i'll take the blame for the slightly later start lady and i had um construction in our apartment so we got in a couple minutes late and that made the first meeting a little bit late and this meeting a little bit late but we're all here now together um Yay. so <laughs> yeah so uh first up in community news um code academy we worked on this since october um this is the first learning hardware programming with circuit python course they have about 45 million people um and they teach people coding a lot of uh, people i know have told me, oh, I got my start coding when I want to learn to code by a Code Academy course or something. So we work with them. Um, for all the advanced folks that are probably on this particular um, meeting, you don't need this, but you probably get asked a lot, where can I uh, learn CircuitPython or Python on hardware or whatever? So check it out. And um, we'll be doing some uh, promos with them and more. This is the first of maybe many courses. We'll see how it works out. Um, Next up, downloads are available from circuitpython.org uh, this weekend. Uh, Hug reports everyone who helps me out with this stuff. Um, updated a lot of the boards that are there. So we now have 53 boards that um, are visible, and that means we have enough information. The updates were the Kicksat sprite by Max Holiday. That's um, a CircuitPython device that can go to space. Um, Metro M4 airlift. Um, 
the Gemma M0 PyCon. We're going to put all the information for that previous product that was uh, co-branded with PyCon, um, the Circuit Playground Express DigiKey Edition and 4H Edition. So um, we want your boards. If you have a board, um, you can stop in Discord, and I think that's the best place uh, to ask questions. And I think we're going to have a little spot later if, if people are looking to get their boards in, what are the things they need to do? It's pretty easy. A lot of folks have got them in mm -hmm. so far. Um, and then uh, we have a Blinka style guide preview. So pretty much you can do um, almost whatever you want with Blinka in the community, um, as long as uh, you just stick to some guidelines. Like, please don't sell Blinka, have Blinka do bad things. Um, you can put it on, just email us. Um, some people have, I think, uh, actually Deshipu made a really cool uh, Blinka Circuit Python running board, um, and mm -hmm. that was totally cool. And uh, as long as um, no one's doing anything mean or terrible to Blinka, um, we say okay to most everything. Um, so check out the guidelines and more. We have all the art. And then uh, last enough, uh, speaking of um, Deshipu, uh, I have a hug report because I got to go. Um, thanks for making all these delightful games on the Pi Gamer. They're cool. Mm -hmm. And that is the community news this week. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, go back to running Adafruit. Um, all right, that's uh, the first section, community news. Uh, Phil runs it every week, so thank you, Phil. Um, next, we'll do State of Circuit Python, which is a statistic view of the health of the project. It's uh, numbers that we like to track and, and generally uh, keep track of to, to know where we're at. Um, and I will read the overview and then go over the core, and then we'll kick it over to Katni for the libraries. So... Um, Overall, uh, we had 22 pull requests merge, which is becoming standard, which is awesome. Um, so we're, we're pretty in the 20s usually now, which is really cool to see the, the project grow and grow. Um, we had 13 different authors, which I think is actually more than we typically do. Um, so I'll just call out uh, Prof Brady, Hex That, Kevin J. Walters, DJ M. Britt, uh, Maholi... Um, and Mike Renfro as new folks that are in the authors list. Again, thank you to all the authors. And then we had seven reviewers. So uh, thanks again to all those reviewers. That's more than we typically have, I feel like. So um, thank you to everybody who does reviews. It's a great way to get started uh, contributing, actually, is just uh, take a look some, look at some code, make sure it makes sense, and then uh, test it if you can and let us know that you did. And, and that's a review. That's And it's super helpful. Um, so that's where we are uh, PR-wise, which is pull request. Uh, Issues-wise, we had 11 closed issues by 7 people and 12 open, opened by 10 people. So again, we're very kind of net neutral on, uh, on issues. And then um, overall, I would say, like we've been saying the last few weeks, we're very, very, very close to getting to release candidate. Um, we did beta 7 on Friday, and uh, hopefully... That's the last release candidate. Maybe we'll do a beta 8 just because we're adding a few things here or there. Um, but really, really close. Our hope is to have uh, kind of the 4.0 out the door and circuitpython.org all set up for PyCon, which is just over two weeks away. So um, really coming down to the wire and really appreciate anybody who's testing and debugging issues with uh, beta 7 or even newer. So uh, let us know if you find issues. Um, that's where we're at overall. Uh, I'll go over the core. So this is just the core C code that, um, that is the CircuitPython UF2 that you would download. Um, we had nine pull requests merged from four different authors. 
myself, Maholi, Deshipu, and Lady Ada. Two reviewers, myself and Tan. Uh, we have eight open pull requests. Uh, this is as of last night, so this might this number might be you know plus or minus one or two. Um, we've been getting lots of contributions and pulling them in and stuff like that, so that it it goes by pretty quick. Uh, issues wise, we had five closed issues by three people and five open by five people, and uh, so we're net net zero, which is great. Um, I have a feeling what's going to happen is we're going to kind of get lower and lower as we get to 4.0, and then the moment we're past 4.0, we're going to do... I think we need to spend some time taking a look at issues and reclassifying and maybe closing some, but also adding a lot of others. Um, so right now we have a total of 162 open issues. Uh, there's a link in the notes doc if you want to uh, take a look at what those are. Uh, we have six active milestones. Uh, this is kind of how we track the the prioritization of the issues that we've got. Um, the two most important in my mind right now are the 4.0 uh, Bluetooth milestone, which has four open issues. This is basically what that prevents us from getting to the point of a stable re- or a release candidate release is having open issues on 4.0. And then uh, we also have seven issues that have not been assigned a milestone. So um, those could be ones that should be applied to 4.0 and we don't know. So we should definitely take a look at that. Uh, downloads wise, um, We've got stats here for 3.1.2 and uh, 4.0 Beta 7, which only came out on Friday. Uh, it's really interesting to see that PyPortal gets a lot of beta downloads. Um, so those, the PyPortal folks uh, are very savvy in, in getting the latest and greatest. Um, and then for 3.1.2, we're uh, 11,620 total downloads, which um, it's been a long time out. So uh, it just continues to, to chug along. Uh, downloads by language, uh, check it out in the notes if you're interested. Um, and that's uh, downloads, and we'll, let's go to Catney for libraries. Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. So we had in the libraries um, 13 pull requests merged by nine authors, um, and in that are uh, most of the new people that you called out, uh, Prof Brady, Hex, that, Kevin J. Walters, DJM Britt, and Mike Renfro. Um, we had six reviewers which is also excellent, especially when we're talking about nine authors to six reviewers. Um, thank you to everybody who's doing reviews, Scott, Melissa, Brent, Lady Ada, myself, and uh, Deshipu. We have 25 open pull requests. Some of these are long-term. Um, some of them are definitely more recent. Um, there has been a lot, of, um, a lot of contribution to the libraries lately, uh, which is excellent. So some of these are definitely things that you could take a look at, um, possibly test the code. Uh, Even reviewing for typos is a way to contribute because Mm -hmm. inevitably um, we miss things. So uh, even if you think you don't understand the code, sometimes it's worth taking a look and perhaps suggesting a change in a doc string or something to that effect um, because all of that sort of contribution is helpful. We had six issues closed by four people and seven opened by six people, so we are also sort of net um, net neutral. Uh, we have 101 open issues. There's a list of all of these in the notes. Um, and then as well is a list of um, repo-specific uh, issues, um, which are not all individually listed. Um, but uh, the plan is that we are working on circuitpython.org libraries and all of this information will be available through a link on that page uh, within hopefully the next two weeks. Um, and then uh, the plan is actually to shorten up the list of stuff in the notes so that the notes are not quite so long. Um, 
and uh, it should be a little bit easier to navigate um, and easier to get to a point uh, where you're able to contribute. So that is where we are at with the libraries. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. Uh, good job getting more and more contributors. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been great. The, the PRs keep coming in and it's always names I don't recognize, which is always excellent. Right. That's so cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to Hug Reports. That was kind of a preview with that. Thank you to Katni. Uh, Hug Reports is a chance for you to say thank you to people for the work that they've been doing um, since we've had a, a chance to last time. Um, we do this as a round robin. So uh, the way it works is I will start and then we'll go alphabetically through the list of folks who are in the voice chat. Um, if you're unable to make the meeting, you're always welcome to drop them in the notes and let us know you won't make the meeting. I'll read those off in order. And then uh, if you're lurking, so you just you don't want to speak or uh, you're not available, just let us know and we'll uh, we'll skip over you during the round robin. Uh, you have a third option as well, which is if you're uh, text only, you can type in as we call you and I'll read it off as well. Uh, and with that, I will take a time code for myself and read off my stuff. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you to maker Melissa for continuing to make displays better and better. And specifically for the joystick Featherwing uh, work as well, because the Featherwing library, I think is uh, one of those top level, very important libraries. And it's awesome to see Melissa owning that work and really improving things. Uh, related to that, uh, Deshipu did some reviews for Melissa, so I wanted to thank Deshipu for those, uh, along with all of the really uh, leading-edge uh, game API feedback and uh, and changes that Deshipu is doing. So thank you, thank you, Radimir, for those. Uh, I wanted to thank Dan for the bootloader stuff. Um, There's a couple issues that cropped up with Mojave and some itsy bitsies that shipped. And uh, Dan took those on and figured those out and fixed them. Uh, the bootloader is kind of the critical piece. Like, without the bootloader, you can't really have CircuitPython. Um, so, Dan, thank you for prioritizing that and fixing it. And then lastly, I wanted to thank um, Kyle Brown, who is KBD244, I believe, on GitHub and Discord. Uh, been doing. Uh, they do mechanical keyboard CircuitPython stuff, and so I wanted to just say... Thank you to Kyle for all of the testing of the USB HID side of CircuitPython and filing issues when you find them. So uh, thank you for them. I'm going to read off uh, just uh, I'll reiterate from Adafruit that uh, hug report to Adafruit is Phil uh, Tyrone from Adafruit. Uh, thank you to Dishipu for making so many cute games. And then uh, we'll go on to Brent. Uh, two hook reports this week. One is to Katni for work on PyCon. I'm really excited. Like, really excited. Um, <laughs> and then my other one is to Jerry for testing out the CircuitPython Philips Hue library really quickly. Nice. All right. Thanks, Brent. Uh, Carter. Uh, lurking, but uh, hug to Dan H for forum support and the UF2 slash Mac fix. Awesome, and Charles is lurking, so we'll go to Dan. Hi, hold on a second. No worries. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I want to thank uh, Mike Barella and DeBroxel for for both finding out 
documenting carefully some Windows 10 enumeration issues, which we're going to have to try to, we'd like to try to figure out before 4.0 ships. Mm -hmm. uh, Hexthat has been very active on the on Discord and also has been contributed a Chinese pinyin translation, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it worked on a universal font, and it's just great. Um, this is, uh, it's great to have uh, a Chinese translation. Mm -hmm. um, thanks to Deshipu for testing all kinds of things and submitting all kinds of PRs in rapid succession because he's doing real world things and it's, it's really great to have somebody, you know, using our stuff immediately. Mm -hmm. And thanks to you, Scott, for fixing all kinds of bugs again for 4.0 in the past weeks, including the last week. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Dan. All right, let's go to Dishipu. Uh, okay, so thank you to Philip uh, for sending me the Pi, Pi Battle mm -hmm. thing to play with. Uh, thank you to Lady Ada for helping me actually figure out how to use the buttons on it and so on. And thank you to Scott for, for reviewing my patches and uh, suggesting really great improvements to them. So that's it. Sweet. Thank you. All right, let's go to Drew. Yeah, uh, thanks to Lady Ada for reviewing uh, a couple of pull requests I had to um, fix some issues with SPI on the BeagleBone and Pocket Beagle. Nice. All right, thank you, Drew. Okay, let's go to Jerry. Yeah, first, uh, it's a big group hug and congratulations to the whole everybody on Beta 7. It's really working well. And uh, and Brent for the uh, the Hue controller demo. That's, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Katni. All right. So I have a hug for Baker Melissa for talking through some PyCon prep stuff with me and providing input on a code issue I was having. Um, to Carter for some code discussion over the weekend. Thank you for that. Uh, for to Dan for a super helpful discussion um, over the last week or so. Um, and a group hug to all of our library and CircuitPython contributors. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. Without you, um, we would just be writing code. Mm -hmm. And instead, we have created an amazing community. Um, and just the amount of contribution has continued to rise. And that is something that I think is super important to everything we do. So thank you very much for that. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Katni. Uh, Maker Melissa. Hi, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, thanks to Hexat for all your help with the mini color TFT joystick plus joystick featherwing library and support. Uh, thanks to or hug to Prof Brady for sticking with me on the character LCD pull request. A hug to Deshi Poo for your very helpful suggestions and your reviews. Uh, hug to Katni for your continued preparation for PyCon. I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And a hug to you, Tan and Dan, for getting rid of those file system and memory bugs and getting a fairly stable Beta 7 out. All right. I'll take fairly, fairly stable. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's better than not stable. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple uh, rough ones there, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, beta 4 in particular, I think, was, <laughs> was the one that we did Beta 5. Dan it, did it in like two days or something. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're going the right direction, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to Pink Vampire. Uh, 
I'm not very familiar with the circuit Python, so for me it's kind of the, the first time I kind of engage with you guys. And all I can say is thank you for you for making the platform more accessible for people like me that's not very into programming or more kind of hands-on on mm-hmm. milling machine and late and stuff like that. Right. So I'm a pretty beginner in programming. No problem. Awesome. Thank you, Pink Vampire. Thank you. All right. Uh, Sedacious. I just want to say thanks to Drew and Oshpark for getting me boards promptly, as usual. And also to um, who else? Someone helped me with something. I forgot. I wrote it down. Me for CP32 (laughs) testing? That's it. Yes. (laughs) That's what the notes say. Uh huh. Yeah, good. Good. Someone can find it. Um, yeah, so, so taking care of that. Apologies in advance for all the problems you're likely to find. And hopefully um, it's good enough where we can maybe get a new rev out before PyCon. Oh, that's um, ambitious. Well, you know, thanks to Oshpark turning around boards very quickly, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it for now. Uh, thanks for everybody else for just being an awesome community. And um, yeah, cool. That's it. Thanks, Sedacious. Uh, last but not least, we have uh, Summersoft. He says, just a group hug this week. No problem, we like group hugs. All right, thank you, everybody. I don't think we missed anybody who was gone. So uh, that's it for hug reports. Let's go on to status updates. Uh, status updates are a chance for everybody to uh, fill us in on what they've been working on. Uh, it's a way uh, for us to stay on the same page and give tips and tricks and pointers uh, to folks if they're working on something that you may have worked on in the past. Um, so uh, a lot of people do it in terms of like what you've been doing in the last week and what you plan on doing this week. Uh, some people are, are more formal than others about that. So uh, just like last time, if you're lurking, let us know. If you're text only, let us know. And if you're unable to make the meeting, feel free to drop it in the notes and I'll read it off. Um, and with that, I will start. Take a time code for myself. Um, lots of bug, bug squishing. Um, I did a number of different uh, display argument validation changes uh, in the last week, along with I fixed an issue with checking for the the shared spy bus and and uh sharing that with displays there was some wrong logic there that i fixed uh, manifested in like straight up crashes so uh those are all in beta 7 and you should see um some improvements there i added board alias support i don't know if folks have seen this but now that we have the website we can actually um have even more downloads so we had like over 600 assets on beta 7 um, and that's because for board aliases, what we're doing is we're generating a new set of binaries for a board that's actually identical, but it looks different. So we have like, for example, the circuit playground for H version, which is green with the 4H logo. And we have the upcoming DigiKey PyCon 2019 version of the circuit playground that's red, um, but electrically they're all the same. So um, we added aliasing so that uh, we could have separate downloads, so we could track downloads separately, uh, which is the way that we sort downloads on circuitpython.org. Um, so we did, I didn't want to have like all three variants up at the top where the most popular version is, um, so they all get sorted on the page there. 
Um, and that just is done literally by copying the file and renaming it and then uploading it. Uh, so I added that. I, I uh, took the great work that HexThat had done to get the Chinese pinion version going, and I we're out of space on a lot of builds. Um, and so I had to go in and find space for the Chinese pinion stuff in a number of different ways for different boards. Um, so I've got some techniques down. I think I'm going to have to do another pass of that this week. I think um, the Shipu has a PR that's kind of blocked on that. So I'll, I'll take that over. And... Yeah. So that PR also makes the Polish translations smaller. So that could help a little bit too. Okay. Yeah, I think Polish for a while was the biggest translation, but now I I think Chinese pinion is the biggest. Um, so once we have the one, then it's okay. But um, um... and labels to the issues, uh, especially if it should be fixed for four O. Um, this is important because we're trying to use that milestone as um, the indicator for a release candidate. And if we've got loose issues uh, that should be fixed and aren't in there, we may miss them um, or it actually adds like extra work for us to continually go through and find them. So please add those milestones and labels um, to any issues that you file. And if you can't, uh, let one of us know so we can. Um, let's groom our issues in the next few weeks for PyCon sprints. Expect lots of beginners. So we are going to be sprinting um, possibly for four days. And we will definitely have library issues available. However, um, it would be amazing if we could get some CircuitPython issues uh, fixed up as well. And ideally, if we could get the good first issue label onto issues that we think um, would be applicable to it, it's an easy way for us to filter that and then have that available for the sprints. So if that's something that you are interested in helping out with, um, let us know and we can talk through it um, to help figure out what will be best for uh, beginners. Um, and Scott will be speaking about CircuitPython at the Python Language Summit before the main event, uh, which is amazing. Um, he'll be discussing the history of CircuitPython. Uh, so congratulations on getting accepted for that. And with that, um, let's go to Brent. Thank you. Hello. Um, I'm just going to do text only right now because I'm in the middle of something. So. Okay. Um, I'll read off Brent. Thanks for covering for Katney. Uh, for those no of you, for those of you who don't know, I have a cat who is epileptic, so he just had a little bit of a, of a seizure, so he's all right now. Um, but he hisses, and you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you might hear a little bit on the recording though. Um, I muted the wrong mic uh, for a little bit there. Anyway, uh, Brent says uh, last week published PyPortal LifeX uh, Light Controller Guide. Uh, published the CircuitPython Hue, a module for simple control of Hue, Philips Hue lights, um, and some CircuitPython Adafruit I/O PRs. Um, there's a link to uh, the Adafruit I/O library in the polls. Um, one is added an API coverage test suite to Adafruit I/O CircuitPython to test against API or core library changes, and a bug fix for HTTP requests not being closed correctly. Um, and then also uh, close out uh, close out a few CircuitPython MCP3XX issues this morning. Um, the rest of the week, uh, finish up uh, PyPortal Philips Hue controller, um, RFM hacking on a 915 megahertz weather station. Uh, want to get it working with RFM 69, ran into some issues since the weather station returns 88 bytes. 
the RFM69 can only process under 88 bytes at a time. Unsure if I'll get it working with CircuitPython. I'd like to, though. And uh, lastly, Brent's going to start the Adafruit IO Basics CircuitPython guide supporting the ESP32 Spy and Adafruit IO CircuitPython. All right, and uh, Carter is lurking, so we'll go to Charles. Well, I'm got an, I'm starting another little project in reference to some of my musical instruments, and that is to make a mini keyboard with uh, basically 32 keys on it, hopefully. Cool. And an issue that I spoke about last week was accessing the accessing the interrupt registers on the uh, on the uh, 23 MCP 23017. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to wire them, wire them to a uh, pins on the uh, pins, and then just pull the pins every once in a every mm -hmm. uh, pass through the uh, main loop. Nice. Until we figure, until you guys figure out how to get interrupts working. Right. right. Thank you. Thanks, Charles. All right, let's go to Dan. Okay, so as we talked about, we're continuing to fix various 4.0 bugs. Um, I fixed something where the background task was calling itself recursively, <laughs> um, which caused like the 52840 to be really slow in certain circumstances. Um, as we mentioned, there's um, there are two UF2. There, there's a there was a UF2 bootloader problem with the latest um, version of macOS Mojave, and if you were using MakeCode, then and there was a MakeCode program on the on the on the on the board, then it would not enumerate anymore. It wouldn't connect via USB uh, once you'd upgraded certain Macs to 10.14.4. So Microsoft figured this out and they fixed it and we pulled their change and we made a new version of the bootloader. And since this is a pretty serious problem, especially like if you only have one machine, um, we're going to be proactive and try to make sure that people can um, know to up update their bootloaders right away. It doesn't happen for all Macs, not so much for older ones, but I think for like certain 2018 Macs, hmm. it can be a problem. And it, it's only if you're writing make code, but if you have a make code program, you're kind of dead in the water until you get a different machine <laughs> to load to to update the bootloader on. And then another problem we had um, was that some boards, notably some Itsy Bitsy M4 boards, uh, had some programming problems from the factory. We're not really sure how that happened, but it caused their fuse settings, which are these are not really fuses in the sense of burning out, but they're like kind of um, permanent settings on the board. And one of them is called a watchdog timer. And so inadvertently the watchdog timer was turned on among a lot of other things. And it caused, um, it would cause the board to reset after 30 seconds. Like it would work normally for 30 seconds and then reset. <laughs> so uh, this was confusing for a while until uh, we figured it out and so we've put a repair, some repair code in the bootloader so that it, if it discovers that the board has um, wonky fuse settings, it will reset them to reasonable values. And it's basically done in a way so that if you've made these changes yourself, it won't detect that. But 
if 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 the fuses have been set to all ones, which seems to be the problem, then it'll it'll reset them to normal values. So there's a new set of bootloaders. You don't need to upgrade and unless but it, you probably want to unless you have a Mac in which you place you really really should probably um, so we're going to write up something I'm going to write up something for the learn guides for that and also I'm going to investigate uh, these Windows 10 USB problems that have showed up in the latest circuit Python beta 7 and also there's some problem with um, the display um, brightness increasing and decreasing and now is flickering due to some other a PWM change that I made a week or two ago. So we, that needs to be fixed also because it makes the backlight looks really strange hmm. when you're trying to do smooth fade outs and fade ins. Right. Okay. I, I was wondering if that was a math problem. I. It's not a math problem in the Circuit Python code, I think. Yeah. But it's no, it has to do. It, it, it like made PWM out be smoother for some things, but not others. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be something we may need to like, um, I don't know. It, it seems to make some, like some PWM pulses abnormally long or something like yeah. that. Interesting. So, I, I think it, it solved some audio glitching problems, but it when it's so it makes the audio sound nicer but it makes the display be bright all of a sudden hmm. so there's these may be conflicting goals we'll have to see what we're going to do about that yeah okay all right yeah maybe we're accidentally using the same timer for two things That'd be bad um all right let's go on to dishapu <laughs> okay so i made that uh gamepad shift uh uh, library for for PyBatch to to have a convenient access to the buttons that have been pressed and mm -hmm. to buffer them, uh, so that you don't have to pull all the time. Right. And uh, then I ported the uh, state library that is used on microgame for those games uh, to use uh, underlying functions from Display.io. This way, you can use it together with Display.io. IO and uh, have display IO display all the console messages and and uh, error messages and so on nice. at the same time as as you uh, use stage for for the games. Mm -hmm. I did that because display IO right now is too slow for games right. because it updates the whole screen right. every time and uh, yeah and because I already had some games written for it mm -hmm. so that all works. And uh, next, I still need to get my feet wet with DMA and try uh, running uh, the state library with DMA transfer and double buffering. Uh, we will see how that works. It won't probably speed it up much, but on the Sunday 21 and every little bit counts. So right. I hope to at least get something from that. Sweet. Thanks for pushing the bounds on those. All right, let's go to Drew. Yeah, I was um, for Adafruit Blink. I was looking at why SPI wasn't working with the Pocket Beagle, and then discovered that there was a regression with the SPI support for the BeagleBone Black, um, and it's now working. I had uh, two pull requests that got merged in, um, so now for the BeagleBone Black and the Pocket Beagle, SPI is working again. So 
have tested it out with the OLED SST 1306 OLED and the BME 280 um, temperature sensor. So, um, and the person that created the um, original or had the support for the Pocket Beagle and Blinka, um, Stefan Kruger, waiting for him to verify if it works for him as well. And then we'll be able to close that out and have full support for the Pocket Beagle. Awesome. Thank you so much, Drew. Excited to see it on yep. the Beagle one. <laughs> Okay, Ivan and Jason are lurking, so we'll go to Jerry. Um, yes, yeah, I spent a bunch of time up, updating boards to Beta 7 and uh, trying things, and so far it's been working really well for me. And um, and then I spent a lot of time this week and the last couple of weeks and trying to get this thing going. A friend of mine and I are working on a what we call the Deer Deterrent Device, the DDD, huh. uh, for to protect his garden. And so it uses a, an RFM9X radio uh, on an M, uh, with the right now I'm using one of the just the Laura M0 board um, out in the field, and then it talks to a, a Raspberry Pi base station using one of the radio bonnets, and allows either remote control, you know, control from the base station, or it does some uh, sensor has a PIR sensor on it to look for large things that move around, and uh, it intends to scare them off. Right now we're using a uh, just a, a noisy alarm. And uh, that worked last night for the first time. He's able to scare a deer away. Nice. But uh, the next big event is he's ordered one of the little waving man things, those obnoxious little things they put out in front of gas stations that blow up and, and wave around. So we're going to try and deploy one of those. And, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll hopefully have some pictures next week. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then the, their goal was to then uh, make it all controllable via AIO so he can take care of it when he's traveling. and <laughs> So we'll let you know. And then I just got my airlifts, so I'm looking forward to getting those online and uh, trying them out. Sweet. Glad to, glad to hear all the projects, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Katni. Okay, so last week, finished the AD8495 guide, awaiting final moderation on that. Uh, completed the requested sections of the ESP32 SPI guide. Uh, Lady Ada will actually be finishing that up, because um, apparently it's just going to be a lot of stuff from other guides. So she's got her plans for that. Um, created the fritzing objects for the ESP32 SPI uh, breakout, the ESP32 airlift breakout. Attempted to create fritzing objects for the monochrome e-ink displays and ran into issues. Um, so that didn't get finished. Uh, started the rework of the e-ink guide to include usage of all e-ink form factors and types. Um, so it's got different, um, so where you're, where you're running through the code, it has the init for each of the displays because a lot of them have different um, chipsets. There's, I want to say, six different chips on nine or ten different e-ink displays. Um, so it has all of the setup there, so now you can actually use the guide to run through with any of your displays. Um, updated the simple test on the EPD um, library to include all the displays and rearrange the pins for use on more uh, microcontrollers. It was metro specific um, and it they don't need more pins than can be used on a feather or an itsy bitsy so it's now set up on pins that can be used on any of those boards um, and work some more on the PyCon example content so this week uh, sort the fritzing objects for the mono e-ink displays and complete those I will be getting help from Phil B on that because it is a weird issue um, I'm going to be doing the fritzing object for another thing called an e-ink friend which is designed to allow, it's a breakout that lets you hook up your own e-ink display. So if you've got one that you want to have free hanging or um, you just have a bare e-ink display, uh, you can connect that up. 
I'm going to finish the rework of the EPD guide, um, including uh, at Dan's um, request, uh, mentioning that the font 8x5.bin is required to use with the EPD library. Um, I ran into that. It didn't occur to me that it wasn't mentioned. Uh, it was This was brought up in a forum post um, that it's not mentioned where it is or how to get it and that sort of thing. So the guide will be updated to include that as well. Uh, I'll be deprecating an old um, Python library guide. Um, and then um, PyCon. Uh, so I want to this week get the PR in for the PyCon open spaces content. I would definitely love to have help testing this. There are a lot of examples. They're all very simple, but there are a lot of them. Um, so anybody who's interested in helping out with that, please let me know. Um, and I can tag you on the PR uh, because ideally I would like to have everything tested before we dump it in there um, or inevitably when we get there, we're going to run into a problem. Um, continued prep for PyCon, uh, both in terms of code and in terms of actually starting to get all of the physical um, accoutrement that I will be bringing uh, organized into a way that um, is, is tenable for uh, transport and um, for getting around the conference. Um, and then I apparently started typing the last thing and didn't finish. I do know what I wanted to say, though, is consider filing issues for the library report um, list. Uh, I don't know whether we want to do this um, because I kind of know who's going to be stuck doing it. Um, but <laughs> maybe... <laughs> maybe file issues um, for the extra stuff that's in that library report um, in terms of like the fact that the, the, the examples need to be renamed or, or that, you know, something needs to be included somewhere um, on things that are good first issues um, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, prepping for uh, the PyCon sprints. Um, it's, it's easy to get to, the issue, it, like if we actually have the whole list printed out, it's, it's easy enough to get to the repo and figure out what to do without an issue being filed. So I'm putting that fairly low on the priority list since we do have a way to get there. But it would still be nice to be able to sort by Adafruit, good first issue, mm -hmm. and have our list pop up and have everything there. So we'll see whether I get that far um, or whether I can talk other people into helping and maybe we can at least the ones that are definitely good first issues uh, get filed on the um, library repos. Um, but that is um, that is what I was typing for the last one uh, and didn't finish. And that is where I'm at. Tweet. Thanks, Katni. You're, as always, doing a ton of work. So thank you for all that. All right. Uh, Maker Melissa. Okay. Uh, last week, I finished the mini color TFT plus joystick stick featherwing uh, that I was working on and um, got that into the featherwing library. Um, I helped out with a character LCD pull request. Uh, I did a lot of Arduino display library cleanup. And this week I'm going to update, I want to update the RA8875 
Circuit Python driver with bounded, rounded rect hardware accelerated functions. And that's because that was just recently integrated into the Arduino one. And mm -hmm. so I want to trans transfer that one over to. Uh, I want to add 480 by 80 size RA8875 display to both Arduino and CircuitPython. And I'll have I'll probably be doing lots of Arduino display stuff. And if I have time, I'd like to uh, work on a Featherwing display I.O. guide. Awesome. Keep on rocking. Thanks. Okay, Pink Vampire. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm not, uh, not really a Circuit Python user, or not a user yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know I did uh, a lot of other stuff, but I'm not involved in programming. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of fit in, in this kind of conversation. Yeah, just give us a quick uh, overview of what you're working on. Oh, so I work on tons of 3D printed parts uh, for my milling machines. And limit switch holders, custom kind of stuff. I was experimenting with the gyroid uh, infill, which is kind of cool. Especially if it sometimes fails. <laughs> so you get the full infill. Hmm. Other than that, uh, I'm working on a pretty big rebuild for a column for that go on the lathe. So it gives you kind of milling capabilities on, on the lathe. And I need to manufacture uh, some pretty bizarre parts that kind of switch the gear. It's kind of like a tiny fork that, that kind of moves the gears inside the head. Hmm. So I need to machine that. And it's going to be, a, I hope, pretty cool machining because it's going to involve uh, IC access on my CNC machine. And my high-speed spindle is going to be mounted on the table. So it's going to be like a 4 plus 1 uh, 5-axis machine. But not really a five axis machine, but it's four axis and one kind of position. Hmm. So, yeah, machining. Drive <laughs> my life. Yeah. Well, thank you for the update. It's uh, always fascinating for me to hear about it because I have never done any of that. So, uh, thanks for the update. All right. All right. Let's go to Sedacious. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I just want to quickly say thanks to Pink Vampire for, uh, you know, sharing your machining journeys. I am a former machinist, and so love to hear about anything that involves metal spinning very fast and, you know, subtractive manufacturing. It's always very cool. Um, but in terms of what I've been doing, um, last week I was working on uh, getting out the BD3491FM to Osh Park, should be back this week. And I ordered some extra parts so I can do uh, uh, just a batch of the breakouts to test them. Uh, I also did some more tweaks to the Arduino INA260 driver and then also got the LPS35 uh, up and running and started on the drivers for that. And then this week, uh, I should, uh, as I suggested, um, be able to bring up the BD3491 and get started on the drivers for that. Um, I should probably today and tomorrow be finishing up the drivers for the LPS35. Um, and personal projecty type stuff, I'm going to probably work on a version two of the Internet of Mushrooms board that I threw together for my neighbor. 
and start using my airlift breakout for that so I can get my ESP32 back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also I got a, from one of the people I um, have a, a do with a Patreon, I got a sweet little uh, VGA 32 that's got like a resistor ladder and a VGA connector. Um, and he's also written a library for it that has some pretty cool stuff it can do. So I'm going to try and get that going with my ESP32. And uh, I have a long-term project for that. But, um, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then probably going to start some new boards or something. Yeah, not sure what, but we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Cool. All right. Uh, that's it for me. Thanks. Thanks, Sedacious. All right. Uh, last but not least uh, is Summersoft. Says uh, last week for Adabot, uh, built a script for updating library information on CircuitPython.org's featured libraries page. Uh, it JSONifies the list of new slash updated libraries as well as open issues. The only piece left depends on the answer to how to auto-update, uh, commit versus PR, and then deploy. Um, this week, uh, for PDMN on the NRF52, continue tweaking the sync filter, and for Adabot, start mocking up some concepts for the GitHub API v4 implementation. So, awesome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, that was status updates, uh, our fourth of five sections. Uh, now we're going to do the last section, which we call leveling, lovingly call in the weeds, which is uh, just a, whatever discussion topics people have, uh, this is the place that we can do it. Um, we uh, will go down the list of questions that people have and... Um, kick it over to them. Uh, if you have other topics, feel free to mention them in the CircuitPython text channel or put them in the notes. We'll see them in both places and uh, ask folks. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Deshipu, who has uh, a bunch of questions to ask. Yeah, so the first thing I, I noticed when I tried to download the, uh, the firmware for microgame that it's not built. It's not being built there. There is a link to it, but there is no actual image on the server. So oh. I wonder what do I need to do to make it built? Because it would be super convenient for me to be able to just point people to that page. Is it also. in the Travis YAML file? I have no idea what is a Travis YAML file, where it is. And okay. So probably that. <laughs> Yeah, we don't like the the list of boards that gets pushed to circuitpython.org is just a listing of basically all the subfolders and boards plus the aliases. Um but the we don't all we don't build every one of those folders. We only build the boards that are listed at the top of the Travis YAML at the root of the circuitpython repo, which is this. I thought we had microgame there, though. Okay, so uh, uh, a suggestion then for, for a change maybe that would make sense to not include links to the boards that we don't build because that's just confusing. Yeah, well, <laughs> then we'd have to actually check. Um, yeah, yeah. I, we, we, I think we do, we do build game i think it might have gotten dropped it does i don't i'm glancing at the list and i don't okay. i can't randomly spot it like pew pews in there but microgame is not 
Um, I, I think micro game uh, for a long time didn't make sense to build because it includes some custom frozen stuff. Right. But now I have added that to the repository, so it makes sense now. Okay, yeah. Maybe for the the thing that builds the board info, we should actually validate that the artifacts are there. Um, yeah, could if you could find it, file an issue on CircuitPython.org and certainly. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. But the the way to fix it is to get it in the Travis YAML that I just linked to. So the next one is probably also to uh, file uh, issue to be filed in there to to have a bootloader downloads in there. Now that we have uh, updated bootloaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, also related to updating the bootloaders, uh, the Wait, I noticed can you, the bootloader. Can you for the? Can you explain the so, second one more first? Yeah. So so uh, Dan mentioned that we have a bug fixed in bootloaders. Right. For for uh, the the UF two bootloaders. So if we want people to be able to update their bootloader boot but sorry bootloaders <laughs> easily. Uh, then maybe it would make sense to also make them download, downloadable yeah. from from CircuitPython.org. Right, right. Basically, and uh, yep. that probably needs additional me- metadata for for the board information to right. tell it which bootloader to use and so on. Right. So probably a lot of work to do that, but yep. maybe worth it. So I will feel file an issue for that okay. as well. And the last thing I noticed that uh, the uh, Pi badge has a very cool bootloader now that makes use of the display. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we could do the same thing for the Halloween. Uh, yeah, I assume so. Or Pi Portal. I, a, I haven't. A loop idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. I assume we plan on doing that, but. Uh, the Microsoft folks for, did it for the MakeCode Arcade work, and for a while we were pulling from our fork versus their fork, but Dan just did the work to merge those back together. So I think that includes all of the display work. So we should take a look at that and get that going. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, and I think that's it. Anybody have any final In the Weeds questions? I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is like a chat like that or a conversation like that uh, that are not specifically related only to circuit Python or but something that is more general or something like that. Uh, like for a community chat? Yeah, like community chat or something that it's more like making in general or something like that. I think most of that happens during... Um live streams that we run so in particular i think john park is more on the makings like the physical making side and he does his uh john parks workshop at 1 p.m pacific on thursdays usually um so there's a text chat that goes along with that in both i think he looks at the live live broadcast chat and uh and youtube as well i think so there is a place like a calendar that you can see all those um, all those kind of things. Or... Yeah, we have a we have a showtimes thing on Discord that can show it. 
Uh, which can you name Pluto? I'm I, I Somersoft was typing. I thought, <laughs> yeah, there we oh. go. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's uh, all the the regular show times that we have. Um, yeah, I think it was my second time that I kind of saw this uh, this group kind of on Discord and like, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, so we're normally at eleven uh, eleven a.m. Pacific, two p.m. Eastern is when when I guess we should put the Circuit Python weekly there, but we don't. So <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and if you have suggestions like that for Adafruit to run, feel free to always um, email support at Adafruit and, and suggest it. Um, there's also, I know uh, Hackaday does a lot of hack chats and stuff too, so if you haven't looked at into Hackaday communities, I would recommend that as well. Yeah, now I'm doing a lot of 3D printing and a lot of 3D designs. Mm -hmm. Interesting for you guys. Yeah, and then for 3D printing, Noah, Noe and Pedro have their um, 3D Hangouts in the morning, which I'm actually surprised is not. Oh, yeah, it is on the, that's the first thing, the 11 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. They they cover all that sort of stuff. So uh, if you haven't seen that, I would check it out as well. All right, cool. Thanks, Pink, Vamp Pink Vampire. Okay, and with that, uh, I'm going to call it. Um, this has been the CircuitPython Weekly for April 15th, uh, 2019. Hopefully everybody did their taxes in the U.S. and has gotten those in. Um, we meet every week on Mondays, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on our Discord channel so that you can join through the URL adafru.it slash Discord. We're in the text chat all week, um, but we're only in the voice chat during that time typically. Um, everybody is welcome to join. We'd love to hear about projects that you're working on in addition to the course, uh, circuit by the work as well. Um, this meeting was recorded and will go up on, uh, the Adafruit YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit along with, uh, as a podcast on multiple podcast services around the globe. Um, I think that's. It, uh, the recordings do have notes, so if you are if you heard something or you want to go back to something, um, check out the notes, and we'll uh, that will get you close to in the video the different spots, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Um, I have a feeling that two weeks from now, uh, I think it's two weeks or three weeks from now, we won't have it um, because most of us will be at PyCon. Um, so we'll have two more weeks and then we'll have a week off, uh, because a lot of us will be in person at PyCon. Um, so, uh, beware of that. And we'll, we'll let you know more about that as that gets closer. But, uh, just beware that I think when basically all of us are traveling, uh, we, we have skipped it in the past. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you everybody again for joining and, uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks everyone.